Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love, linked in the show notes. LA, of course, is super diverse, but I think SF just takes it to like a whole nother level. That was amazing to experience as well. I'm Alex Bloomberg, host of the podcast Startup, and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. My name is Esprit Devora, born and raised LA, and I created We Are LA Tech in 2012 to unify the community. Podcast launched in 2014, continuing to help people find the best talent, to connect with each other, to form awesome relationships. So proud of this show. Enjoy. Today's We Are LA Tech episode shout out goes to Chris Miles. Chris Miles, thank you for being such a longtime member of the We Are LA Tech community and just championing everything that we do. Really appreciate you. Be sure to say hello to Chris on Twitter at Miles Next Door. That's M I L E S N E X T D O O R. Miles Next Door. Let Chris know you found him via We Are LA Tech. Join thousands of people in L.A. Tech on our We Are L.A. Tech Facebook group where you can discover events, job opportunities, and even housing. Go to wearelatech.com slash community. We'll take you straight there. That's wearelatech.com slash community. Going into March, we are in quarter one of this new year. And I think it's a great time for all of us to like kind of think back on the last three months and reflect, have we been spending it the way we want to? Because wow, does it go laser fast, right? Before we know it, it's going to be the end of 2021 again. So really taking that moment to recalibrate, to reflect, are we spending our time, our energy, the way that we want to be spending it? Are we gaining the outcome that we're looking to achieve from all that time and energy invested? And did make careful changes and tweaks and pivots where it doesn't feel in alignment. If your house is still messy and it's three months like mine is, I'm speaking from personal experience, three months in the year, what do we got to do to make sure we prioritize ourselves in the process, you know, from a messy house? Are we exercising? Are we eating well? Are we taking care of the things to be the professionals we want to be, to be the best professionals we want to be? It's really important that we cultivate our life, this life, so that we are living the life that we desire to live, not defaulting to apps and meetings and just other sources of agendas, right? We want to be creating our own agenda and being really intentional with our time so that we could be living the life that we desire, right? And I know you guys probably heard I've been super burnt out lately. So I've been doing a lot of thinking about like, how am I investing my time Is it how I want to be spending my time? Where do I want to be? And do I feel happy in my head and in my body? Do I feel ease or do I feel chaotic and tired and all over the place like whiplash? And, you know, being in the tech world, 
you guys know, like this mental whiplash is a thing that we experience over and over again. And it's important that we consistently recalibrate because truly at the end of the day, all we have is ourselves, you know, like in a good way, like we have to live with ourselves. So we may as well enjoy the person that we're living with 24 (laughs) seven. Enjoy the next episode. the We Are LA Tech podcast, celebrating LA Tech companies and talent. So excited for our next guest. She is amazing, doing incredible things from Newport Beach. Welcome, Sirith. Hi. Am I getting your name right? Yes, you are. I love the energy. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to have you here. To kick things off, go ahead and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is Sirith. I was pre-pandemic based in San Francisco, currently back at my parents' house in Newport Beach. And I am an enterprise growth lead at Workplace from Facebook. It's a product that Facebook has that's actually based in London, but I used to work at HQ in the Bay Area. Can you walk us through, like, how does Workplace help us? Like, what is Workplace and why should we care? (laughs) Of course. Oh my God. My 30 second elevator pitch is coming in handy. So Workplace from Facebook is actually Facebook's own internal communications tool that they decided a couple of years ago that like, Hey, like we love the way we communicate and collaborate and we want to externalize that. So other companies can experience the same thing. So if you think about Facebook, you think about groups, messenger, live streams, all the things that really connect you with people What Workplace does is take that same connection, that ability to connect people, which is what Facebook is known for, and brings it into the workplace where you're connecting, but you're also collaborating and getting work done. You get really great visibility into what other groups are doing. Our CEO live streams every Thursday, so we get to see what are the top Q&As. You can like, comment, post, so many things that you do on your actual Facebook platform, but it's really, really secure. And all our companies that we work with, our customers, they own the data. So we are just a platform and we amplify their community culture to help them get work done. And what does your day-to-day look like? Day-to-day, I mean, it really does depend, but it basically is filled with like internal meetings, meetings with my client partners, my manager, North America's sales team. And then really a lot of it is reaching out to clients, current clients, potential clients through emails, calls, LinkedIn touches, and sort of talking about our product. I mean, I'm consumer facing all day, every day, talking about what Workplace from Facebook is, trying to see if it's a great fit for different companies, and then sort of passing on opportunities after I've done a little bit of the legwork to my client partner who then ends up closing out our deals. This is like a heavy role and a heavy position and in a huge company, and you didn't start there. So when did you first become interested in technology? And walk us through the journey, how you ended up where you are today, because you're living people's dream life. <laughs> like I get to be like you. So where did it all begin? When did you first be like, oh, I love tech? Yeah, I, it's so interesting. I don't think I fell in love with the idea of tech until like I was almost at the role. I went to USC undergrad at University of Southern California, and I really, really thought I was going to end up doing fashion. Like all my internships were in fashion PR and fashion marketing, which is a totally different world from tech. 
And I think what ended up happening is that when like push came to shove and where we I was doing like senior recruiting, like there's all this pressure to like impress these recruits and apply and get a job and get full time after you graduate and like have something lined up. Like there's so much pressure looking back. I don't know why that even existed, but it was almost like my degree wasn't worth it until I had something lined up. So when I was honestly looking at starting salaries and I was thinking about like the types of companies where there's a high demand, I wasn't gravitating towards fashion and beauty, which is what I thought I wanted to do. I was gravitating towards tech companies, just the different recruiting sessions they had, the different people I talked to and the opportunities from there. Once you do like two years at a company, it's really easy to, depending on the company, sort of go wherever your heart desires and follow your passion. So I'm like, you know what? Like, let me try working in tech. And I think that was like, a couple of years ago and I'm still working in tech. So it definitely can be a great stepping stone to whatever career you want, or you can stay at the company, switch up different roles. I love the, the ability to switch up what you want to do. Like the mobility in tech, I think is what really drew me to it. So a couple questions, one about the job description when you discovered it as you were job hunting, and then also about relocating from Los Angeles to San Francisco. Let's first get into the job description, being that you didn't start out in tech, you started out in, like you said, fashion and fashion marketing. What about the opportunity appealed to you when you read the job description? I had actually a couple of people who were older than me that said, work in tech, like try to find something in sales and marketing. If you like marketing and you like people, the starting salaries are like very enticing. And on top of that, like it's a growing industry. So for me, it was the ability to be client facing. Like I really like the idea of talking to people all day and also just the freedom to, to move around the company at a startup. You can literally become anything you want to, like you can create your dream role at a startup at a larger company. Like you can literally move from like product to product, which is inherently moving from like a company to company pretty easily. Just as far as the description, I think it was my mentors that guided me um, who were also in Marshall School of Business, just a couple of years older than me who had already graduated. And I think they saw this big potential in tech. They're like, I think you would be a really great fit for that. And then when I weighed opportunities and just experiences that I had, I felt like I wanted to do something in fashion and beauty, but maybe it wouldn't be my full-time job. So I didn't abandon that completely. And I feel like I've sort of come around to that in my other side passions. It was my mentors and sort of looking at it as more like an opportunity for what could come rather than like an end destination. So what is one huge obstacle that you've successfully overcome and how did you overcome it? I think that like the biggest obstacle for me in working in tech has been the fact that I don't feel very tech savvy. And I usually like don't admit that because I work in tech and I want to feel like I am innately good at everything tech related. And even like my friends will ask me like tech questions who maybe don't know me as well. And I'm like, Ooh, like I know I work in tech, but you know, like I can't fix your computer or like your TV or you like learn how to like use your DSLR camera. So I think for me, the biggest challenge was like the content of what I was learning. Like I don't think I could have told you like what cloud was, you know, before I started working in tech or like why certain companies, you know, prefer, I don't know, like to invest in like AI and like what the different reasons for that could be. Or like for my current role now, like different communications tools that exist, why they exist, what annual like goals people have in different departments. I think there was this really big learning curve in learning the actual bulk of information of like 
feeling confident enough to then go in to talk to a client about like, okay, I know my product. I'm not very tech savvy. It does not make sense to me the first time. So I have to go back and read things multiple times to sort of feel like I understand things. I feel like I've been able to like fake it till I make it, but just having that confidence of like, okay, I understand my product really well. That's probably been the biggest challenge for me. And then I think the way I've overcome that is literally just going on like enough client calls to practice, if that makes sense. Like the more you do something, the more different questions that are thrown at your way, the more you know how to answer that going forward. So I feel like I can answer like questions about security, about AI, so many things that I have no idea about earlier. I think it's important at any stage to remember. I love what you were saying about practice, because especially when you are more seasoned and you start something new, you feel like you should just know it immediately because you're Mm -hmm. like, I'm smart. Why don't I know this? And then it's this like frustrating experience. And I think all of us at every stage reminding ourselves the way we become experts, the way we become comfortable is just by practicing and being uncomfortable in the beginning and doing the work to get to a place where we feel tranquil about our relationship with that project or activity. What was it like going from beach town, LA and Newport beach to like this gritty tech billboard filled city (laughs) of San Francisco? Yeah. Oh my God. It was not what I was expecting at all. Like I think I had visited one time for me. I mean, like literally the first time I went to Dolores park, which is like this park that people just like hang out at. Like I wore pencil heels. Like I had no idea that like people dressed down. I mean, I was coming from USC. So we were like in Hollywood all the time and like downtown LA and like running around the whole area. So like we were always dressed up and we always had like our, our lashes on and everything like that. So coming to the Bay area, I like unintentionally slowly assimilated to like the Patagonia jacket and the sneakers and the jeans. And then after like a year, I was like, oh my God, like I used to want to work in fashion and beauty, like, and I still love it. And I dress up on the weekends, but like, we need to step it up. We need to like dress up, you know, nicer in the daytime and like put a little more effort in. So the culture shock was definitely something really wild to get used to. I mean, just like the whole campuses, like it feels a little while ago now, but just being on those campuses, it's it's almost like an adult college experience Mm -hmm. where you're, you're getting to, instead of going to class, you just do your work or like your homework, like at work. And then after that, there's so many clubs, activities, team events, concerts, like all of these things that you go to, like with your team or like your cohort. So I think for me, like It was almost like a continuation of university because these are like huge, huge companies that almost work in the same way. And then there's also this culture shock of like the fashion and beauty. And also I think the amount of, you know, diversity is a really, really amazing in SF too. LA of course is super diverse, but I think SF just takes it to like a whole nother level. That was amazing to experience as well. I didn't think about that. I remember the first time I went to Google and Google is like multi-city blocks and Mm -hmm. like, what is this? That's a huge quote unquote perk on a smaller venture back startup versus like a Goliath. I don't think you're going to have concerts at the the newly raised money startup. (laughs) Yeah. I don't think they're hiring any artists to talk at their annual meetings and stuff. (laughs) 
I think a platform that I really love for people visiting almost any city for the first time is go to Airbnb experiences and get a tour from a local in whatever you're interested in. So if you're interested in like, I don't know, like gruesome, like serial killers in LA, for example, there'll be like serial killer tours where someone will literally take you from different spots. Or if you're interested in specific art history, there's so many different tours you can get from Airbnb experiences that first of all, you're putting money back into the city you're hiring like a local person to take you around. And then you're able to get an experience that is so personalized to what you really like. So for me, I would also say, check out like the arts district in downtown. I know a lot of people, I went to USC, so we were in downtown all the time, but a lot of people don't really give downtown the the time of day because they're more wrapped up in like WeHo and Beverly Hills and Santa Monica. And while I love those places, There's so many different like festivals and things that happen in downtown. Like there's so many arts festivals that are like monthly where you can go support local artists. It's around like where the Earth Cafe is and that like arts district area. I would give downtown LA a chance and check out the different events that are going on because a lot of those events are supporting local restaurants and local artists. One of my favorite questions is if you had any ask of the community, we have people from around the world listening. It cannot be something to help them. It has to be something selfishly to help only you because I can't tell you how many times it's like, I just want you to like make time for yourself. I'm like, no, it's about (laughs) you. So what would your ask be that would solely help you? I mean, does it have to be tech related? No, it doesn't. It could be anything. Okay. Well, um, you can check out my Instagram. <laughs> Go for it. It's, Go, uh, yeah. it's my first name, last name, underscore. Um, I, I blog about all things fashion, feminism, beauty. A lot of the, the things that I do talk about are related in, in feminism. It's about pushing women in leadership roles. It's about being there for other minorities and just being an advocate. So I do a lot of like advocacy work and it's also like, you know, skincare, fashion, beauty. So follow me on there. And I think that's pretty much where you can find everything else sort of related to my journey. So there's my selfish plug, but I I like it. (laughs) I like it. Can you spell your handle for everybody? Sure. It is S-E-E-R-A-T. And then my last name is Sani, S-A-I-N-I underscore. I'm sure my name will be somewhere in this, in this podcast too. So you can just type that into Instagram and boom, there you go. Yeah. We're a hundred percent going to include it in the show notes. Last question is, well, it's kind of a double question. What book would you suggest everybody read? Like, do you have a favorite book? It is by Roxane Gay. It's called uh, bad feminist. It's a collection of essays. She's like an ex lit teacher. I she's queer. She's black. Uh, She's a female. I really, really love her book, mainly because it's about not being perfect at everything, but, but just being like the best feminist that you can. So if you're advocating for, for women's rights, and then you're like singing songs in in lyrics that might not be the most uplifting for women, like there, there's a balance and that you're human. It's a really funny collection of essays. She's incredibly relatable. And I, I really, really like that book. I love it. And okay, this is totally selfish question. I love productivity tools. What is your favorite tool, software, mobile app? Could be anything. What is your fave? Oh my God. I'm going to go old school and say paper and pen. Nice. I know that's going to sound insane. (laughs) No, I got it. Look, I got it next to my desk. Yeah, there you go. You have to write things down. Something I've been doing at the start of 2021 is to write things down and then say them. It's like a really old ancient manifestation technique. 
to say them and write them in the present as if they're already happening. So if you write them in present progressive that it's happening and then you start to say it out loud, it's going to sound so wild, but you start to say it out loud in the present progressive and you you like put music on if you have like neighbors and stuff, then it almost becomes like a shout. Like you start saying it louder and louder until you're like shouting it and almost like commanding the universe. Of course, with manifestation, you don't just yell things and things happen. You put in the work, yeah, put in the time. But if you need the universe to sort of bend to your favor a little bit, that pen and paper writing in the present tense, and then progressively saying it out loud every night until you're shouting it. I really think that does shift the access of the universe a little bit in your favor. Thank you so much for hanging out with the We Are LA Tech podcast. To connect and collaborate with more amazing people in the LA Tech community, remember to go to wearelatech.com slash community. Wearelatech.com slash community takes you straight to our Facebook group. And say hello on social at We Are LA Tech on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. I will see you guys, talk to you guys, hear you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey, my name is Sirith. I work at Workplace from Facebook. I'm an enterprise growth lead. We are an internal communications tool. I'm based in Newport Beach and you're listening to We Are LA Tech. The We Are LA Tech podcast is hosted and produced by me, Esprit Devora, With help from Janice Geronimo. Edited by Corey Jennings. Production and voiceover by Adam Carroll. Community spotlight coordination by Anna Freeberg. Music from Jay Huffman Live and Epidemic Sound. The We Are LA Tech podcast is a wearetech.fm production. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.